Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 27th of September 2020. My name is the Reverend Peter Walker. The sermon is contributed by Judith Meehan. Our readings are read by Fritha Middlemiss and the prayers are by Amy James. The hymns were recorded by the St Martin's Voices. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you and also with you. Our opening hymn is Glorious Things of Thee Are Spoken.
Jesus says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. So let us turn away from sin and turn to the Lord, confessing our sins in penitence and faith. Father eternal, giver of light and grace, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in what we have thought, in what we have said and done, through ignorance, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We have wounded your love and marred your image in us. We are sorry and ashamed and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and lead us out from darkness to walk as children of light. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect Lord of creation, whose glory is around and within us, open our eyes to your wonders, that we may serve you with reverence and know your peace at our life's end, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard, regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. Being born in human likeness and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Hear the word of the Lord. Our next hymn is God is here as we his people meet to offer praise and prayer.
reading from the Gospel of St Matthew, chapter 21. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. He answered, I go, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him, and even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Heavenly Father, open our hearts and minds to receive your word today. Amen. Is God the boss of us? In Matthew's Gospel, there are authority issues. That is the theme there. The chief priests and the elders question Jesus. And the two brothers, in the story that Jesus tells, challenge their father. Well, I think we probably all have authority issues at some point in our lives. Today's Gospel, the question really is... Do we recognise and submit to the authority of Jesus and God, his Father? But I'm going to ask, is that the only question in the passage about authority today? Are we actually misunderstanding what true authority is? Is authority based on experience, the credentials of the person, whether they have a large and impressive resume and CV, whether they've done years of education, which leads to numerous letters after a person's name. Is it their successes or accomplishments, their status and reputation, or the position they hold in a relationship? Do we then think or assume that authority is then given to a person by their circumstances. And if that's the case, then some have authority and others do not. 
while we will all challenge other people's right to have authority over us, because there comes time when we don't like being taught, we don't like being corrected, and we certainly don't like being told what to do, or being bossed about. We will challenge, just like the chief priests and the elders challenged Jesus. By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority? And also, for the two brothers, their refusal to go to the vineyard when asked to by their father. However, I think there is another authority issue in today's reading. That is when we refuse or fail to recognise and therefore do not exercise the authority in each one of us. That authority to go out into the vineyard of the world, that world around us today. Now if you think that God's authority means he is your boss, then you have definitely misunderstood what his authority means. God is not the boss of you or me. God is our father. God is our friend. God is our author. Every day, God authorises us to go out and sends us out into his vineyard and there to act in this world with his authority and on his behalf, with and through the gifts he has given to each one of us. True authority comes from within us, a quality given to us by God. The chief priests and the elders did not understand this. Perhaps they did understand it, mind you, and they just chose not to follow the authority given to them by God. But they manipulated it. They manipulated God's authority given to them to become human power and dominance. And sometimes we do that too. And it is certainly happening throughout the world today. Without true authority, there will always be power struggles. In our political system, in the wars throughout the world, in the conflicts, in relationships, other people's and even our own, all these are about power, not about authority. Our leaders exercise power. But very few, I think, exercise authority. Power is all about self-interest and what they can gain for themselves. Whereas authority is about the interests of others, putting others first. Now we each have people who hold authority for us. We know them personally and we think and know that they are concerned for us you think of a person are they concerned for you yes do they control you no 
Do they inspire you? Yes. Do they bring out in you faith, trust and hope? Do they enlarge the world you know and bring light when there's darkness? Do they enable you to see a new way of living? In fact, are they just like Jesus when he was on this earth? Now that's true authority, not power. I know people, and you will too, who have no leadership role or title or even any theology qualifications, and yet they have great authority. You will see it in them, in the way they act, in their kindness, in their gentleness and compassion for others, in their genuine love for those around them. All those people show us how to enter the vineyard in our lives. That's the authority in them. But it's not about them, and it doesn't come from them. Because all authority originates in God, and from God. And he does not keep it to himself, but he shares it with us. Yes, God shares his authority, even some of his divine attributes with us. We take up the manifestation and expression of God's life through and in our own when we receive his authority. We share that authority and it exists and is revealed by us, through us, in the varied gifts given by God to each one of us. So every one of us has authority. But no one has better, more or greater authority than anyone else. Just a different authority, different gifts. Because God gives each one of us gifts and authority unique to our own individual lives. God is so very generous with the gifts and authority he shares. So I say again, everyone has God's gifts and authority. The only difference is that some recognise and so exercise their authority, and others do not. Our patient God waits to see when we know and use the authority that he has given to each one of us. And then, with changed minds and hearts, we go out into the vineyard. And I quote from Teresa of Avila, Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks, compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. So I ask you, what authority God has given to you? 
What gifts, what divine attributes did God bestow on you? Are you living and using that authority and sharing those gifts? Go today and enter into the vineyard and be Christ's body here on earth. Amen. Together we declare our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. Father God, we come to you this morning with open hearts and open minds, putting aside our cares of the week, putting aside our worries about the future, and just being here in your presence. I'm going to start by having some time of gratitude, Lord. I just want to thank you for our church family, for our friends for the leadership teams, all those part of the ministry who have helped to keep services running in whatever shape or form over the past seven months. We thank you, Lord, for the dedication and the work that has gone unseen but helped us to feel able to express our love for you, Lord and able to participate in some form of worship. Father, we thank you for those of us, those amongst us, who have been lucky enough to experience good health this year. And we pray that those of us who are in good health are able to support those around us who aren't faring so well in whatever way that is, Lord. We pray that when we are having our positive moments that we would remember those who are perhaps having a bit of a dip and that we would share our blessings in those times. Father, we thank you that we live in such a lovely community. Thank you for the nature around us beautiful walks, the views, and for the people and our neighbours. We thank you, Lord, for schools and for the effect of returning this term on our children. We thank you for those who run sports clubs, nurseries, guidance scout groups, and for the efforts that all these people have had to go to to try and make everything a bit more COVID secure. 
so that children can have a sense of normality. We thank you so much, Lord, for the laughter and smiles that have returned for so many children after not seeing their friends so often since March. Lord God, we thank you for the NHS, for those caring for others in our community. Thank you for the emergency services, for people who put their lives on the line every day to look after others in our country. We take this moment, Lord, to hold in our thoughts and our prayers Sergeant Matt Ratana after he was so tragically killed this week. We pray for his partner, we pray for his son, the rest of his family and his colleagues and that you would grant them a sense of peace, Lord. When such sad things happen, it's so hard to remember your place in all of this. And we pray that your spirit would be with each of those who are having dark moments after such a tragedy. Father, we pray for the world around us. We pray for a world that feels so out of balance and out of sorts. We're sorry for when we don't look after it, for when we prioritise easy shortcuts and convenience over making the effort to live a more eco-friendly lifestyle. We ask for your presence to bless the communities around the world that are suffering the dire effects of climate change, for California, recently ravaged by wildfires, and Australia, also recovering from wildfires earlier this year. We particularly remember less developed and economically stable countries who so often don't get similar media coverage as Western countries but who need all the more help. Place Haiti, Yemen, the Philippines, Nigeria and island nations like Kiribati who are affected by rising water levels. We place all those in your care, Lord. And for those who whose countries have been so ravaged by climate change, where people have become refugees and had to leave, Lord, we remember our part in that and we pray that we would remember our responsibilities as human beings to take care of our neighbours, to love our neighbours as we love ourselves. Lord, help us not to take our world for granted and to be mindful of how our seemingly small, everyday actions can affect others across the globe and closer to home. With refugee crises in mind, we pray for the refugee camp in Mariah and the terrible fire recently. Um, it can just feel so hopeless, Lord. And we pray that your spirit would be with the decision makers who who we have to trust to look after refugees and we pray for your compassion in the charities looking after these refugees and we can feel so helpless and not know what to do Lord and we just offer our prayers at this moment that hearts would be softened and that these people who have nothing would know your presence, 
would be given support and would find home in whatever form that is. We turn our thoughts to people within our own country and at the moment, Lord, we particularly pray for those who have lost their livelihoods due to COVID. Pray for those who are in areas with stricter lockdowns at the moment. And when it can all seem so dark again, that we would remember the moments from the past six months where we've been surprised by goodness around us. We've been surprised by being able to appreciate small things like nature and like the support of friends and family. We pray for those people who feel extra lonely at the moment. We pray that we would know how to support them, when to offer a kind word, when to take a meal round. Lord, particularly those who have lost loved ones during this devastating year. Lord, may you rest a hand on their lives and that they would know your touch and feel peace, feel loved. Father, we think of people within our own local communities who have so little We thank you for what we have and we pray that we would share and we thank you for um, the food bank that um, is being set up by Sarah and Roger and Sulphur Priors and um, for the care and compassion that they have shown to people within the village who do not have enough food for breakfast or lunch or dinner and we pray that we would offer what we can to help support them Lord we thank you that we are relatively so lucky and we pray your blessing and your peace right now Lord on those who are suffering We pray particularly for all those who are unwell, especially Joanna Cottrell, John England, Reg Francis, Anne Gibbs, Gwen Hill, Cheryl Jefferson, Dorothy Johnson, Chloe Lambert, John Lawrence, Mark Shaddock, Rhiannon Simmons, Rose Turner, Alex Waring, Lawrence, Roger Webb, Alan, Joan, Ruth Walker, Steve, Phil Dalby, Alan and Sarah Edwards and all their families, carers and the medical staff who treat them. We offer all those known to us who are on our hearts, who might be ill, who might be grieving. We just pray for peace for them, Lord, that you would ease pain, and that they would know your presence at this time. And we offer you our weeks ahead, Lord. Any worries that are niggling in the back of our minds, we place our trust in you that you will help us and that you will take care of those niggles. 
And we thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done for us this past week too. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn is Lord Enthroned in Heavenly Splendour.
the love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. The joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.